right there. First uh, Samuel chapter number two, and we've been talking about the life of Samuel as we're getting into it, and uh, tonight we're going to dissect, if you will, Hannah's prayer to God. And uh, Hannah's prayer to the Lord. And we're going to kind of look at that. First Samuel chapter number two, and uh, Hannah's prayer. <clears throat> Should be less than 36. Everybody get one? All right. Now, all the scripture that we will read is not on the paper. So if you have your Bible, I do encourage you to do, turn over there as well. Uh, because some of that, some of the scripture we will read will not be on that text there. So, <clears throat> let's go ahead and read together. First Samuel chapter, chapter number 2 and verse number 1 through 10. We'll go ahead and read the prayer there. And then, then we'll jump in and kind of uh, dissect it, if you will. My And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. The talk no more so exceedingly, exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled are girded with strength. They that that were full have hired out themselves for bread, and that and they that were hungry cease, so that the barren have borne seven. And she that hath many children is waxed feeble. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. And he bringeth low and he lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by his strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of the heaven, out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto, the king, unto his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. Now, just so we can kind of go through this a little bit, uh, Hannah has had Samuel. She brought Samuel to the priest, and uh, she's given the child to the, to the priest, Eli, and then she begins to pray, and this is her prayer. So let's look at her prayer, just, some, just three different thoughts about her prayer. Uh, first of all, in verse number one, we see that she rejoices uh, she's rejoicing. Bible says in my prayer and said, my heart rejoiceth in the Lord. You know what? You know how excited she must have been to rejoice in the Lord? How excited she must have been because of what God did for her? Have you ever prayed and God answered your prayer? Huh? Now, once you do that, what do you need to do? You need to rejoice in the fact that God answered your prayer. And I will say this, that no prayer is too small to rejoice over. 
No prayer is too small to, to uh, have, uh, get excited about. There's no prayer too big or no prayer too small that you should not get excited about. Rejoice in the Lord. Too many times I find that we are excited about the wrong things and not excited about the right things. When Hannah prayed, she was excited that God had helped her. Bible says in Psalms chapter 43 and verse number 4, Then will I go up unto the altar of God, and upon my exceeding joy, yea, upon the harp, I will praise thee, O my God. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. It is commanded of God that we rejoice. So, do you rejoice in what God has given? Sometimes, I, I will say that sometimes that we do not rejoice in what we've been given. We do not rejoice in the things that we see. Bible says in Psalms chapter 85 and verse number 6, Wilt thou not revive us again? that thy people may rejoice in thee. We need to rejoice. He, she says in verse number one, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged by the enemies. Because I rejoice, in verse number one, look at the rest of that verse. He says, Because I rejoice in thy salvation. The Lord has given us salvation. You know, I love, you know, we take testimonies on Sunday nights most of the time. And, I, and if someone wants to give a testimony outside of that, you're, I, all you got to do is say, hey, I want to tell the Lord, thank you for something. But I love to hear people say, I want to thank God for my salvation. You ought to rejoice in that every single day. I rejoice in, in thy salvation. Not only Hannah rejoices in the Lord, but she also rejoices in the fact that she's saved. And if you're born again this evening, you ought to rejoice in the Lord that you're saved. And I know maybe... Um, I use it as an analogy, but truly, um, if you're a sports fan and your sports team scores a point scores a touchdown, whatever it is, you get excited. Yes? No? Oh, yeah. Do you? Why? Because you find excitement in what they're doing, right? Maybe you're like, well, I don't, give a, I don't care about football or sports, and maybe that's not you. Maybe you like that shopping network or whatever, and so you get excited when that shopping thing comes on. I don't know, whatever it is. No! Now tell him no, tell him no. I don't know what soap opera you watch, I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, so you get excited and get excited about different things, you know. And, uh, but why is it we don't find that excitement and that rejoicing in what the Lord's done for us? And when Hannah went before the Lord, she first thing she says is, I rejoice in the Lord. And then I rejoice in thy salvation. What does it say? There shall be joy in heaven over how many sinners? One sinner that repenteth. We ought to have joy when someone gets saved. We ought, to have, we ought to rejoice when someone gets saved. We ought to rejoice when you know that you've been saved. I remember that day. I remember the day like it was yesterday. You know, I don't have a great memory. My wife would tell you that. I, 
I mean, <clears throat> be able to give you details of something that happened years ago, I don't know that I can, but, but I can remember the day, and I can give you specific details of what happened to me when I bowed my head and I asked Christ to save me. I remember it like it was yesterday. I know for that fact. I ought to rejoice in that. I don't have a problem shouting for my team when they score a touchdown. <laughs> That's going to happen Sunday. So anyway, so, uh, but yes, sir, we're playing Sunday at 1 o'clock. The, the Saints. But anyways, uh, but it'll be a short sermon so we can get out of here early. Uh, but they'll be rejoicing over different things, but we need to rejoice in what Christ gave us. You know, uh, so I rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice in my salvation. What else can you rejoice in? What else can you rejoice in? Over someone getting saved? What else? Blessings. Yeah, <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Answered prayer. You think about what Hannah was doing, you know, blessings and answered prayer. You think about what she was doing. She said, I rejoice in the Lord. What did God just gave her? God just gave her the biggest blessing. The Bible says the children are a blessing from the Lord. That blessing from God, and not only that, not only was it a blessing, but it was an answer to prayer. And as a Christian, we ought to rejoice in those things. If we're not rejoicing in those things, maybe we ought to get some of those things. <laughs> what does it take to get answered prayer? You got to pray. It is faith. It is faith. But you got to pray. If you're not praying, you're not going to get answered prayer. That's right. It's true. All right. What else can you praise God for? Rejoice in. What else can you rejoice in? The day. Uh, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the day that he gave us. Yeah. What is that song? This, this is the day. Yeah. You got one foot on the banana peel, though, right? Yeah, yeah. One in the grave, one on the banana peel. You still had I'm sorry. I, you hadn't said that in a long time. I, I had to say that. <laughs> Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. What does that say? This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, God gave us this day. That's right. so we can rejoice in it. That's good. What else can you rejoice in? You can rejoice in just about everything, right? That's right. That's right. Food to eat. Food to eat. Hallelujah. Come on. Air conditioning. Come on. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Sometimes we find those nitpicky things and we won't come complain about everything. Look, I can be, I can complain with the world's worst, okay? I know I can. But well, we still got to find reasons to rejoice. We got to find reasons to be happy and rejoice in what the Lord has given us. Rejoice in answer prayer. Rejoice in all those that you said. Anybody? Anything else? What did you say? No. <laughs> no. Did you hear that, Alfred? Did you hear that? Awesome <laughs> Well, truly, I mean, like I said, we could, is it really 10 till 8? We can find a hundred things, we can find a hundred things to complain about.
But on the opposite end, we could find a hundred things to praise God for and rejoice in. You know, truly, truly we can. So we see, first of all, in verse number one, I know it's not part of your points here, so uh, that she rejoiced in the Lord. But then let's look at number one uh, on, the, on the outline there, is she exalted the Lord. When she came to verse number one, she began to pray and she rejoiced in the Lord. But then she says, my horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy enemy. I mean, rejoice in thy salvation. She was saying, I'm going to exalt the Lord. When she began to pray, she knew she needed to exalt the Lord. What do you think that means? What do you think it means to exalt the Lord? Praising. Praise the Lord. We talked about rejoicing. We need to rejoice. But then we also need to praise Him. Tell Him. Tell Him what He's done for us. Thank you for what you've done for us. Exalt Him. Because everything that we do, even especially when it comes to church things, especially when it comes to church, especially when it comes to life, you need to make sure that He is exalted in everything that we do, in our life, in the way that we live our life, the way that we talk, the way that we, the way that we work, he's exalted in what we do. And this is what Hannah was doing before she began to pray, before she got into the prayer, she wanted to make sure she exalted God. And I think that's one of the keys. I think one of the keys to praying is making sure that when Excuse me. When you go before the throne of grace and you begin to pray that you need to just simply exalt him and just tell him how good he is and what God's done for you and praise him for those things. Because we can rejoice in our salvation and we can rejoice in the good things. We can rejoice in all these things that we have, but then we need to praise him for those things that we have. Because God's the one that gave it to us. Uh, what, is it, what does it say in that scripture that we just read just a few minutes ago? He maketh the rich. He maketh the poor. He maketh those things. And so God has made those things. And if God has given you something, if you have something, it's because God gave it to you. And I know that sometimes we're like, well, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. And I do know, I understand that too. And so uh, there are some people who make their own bed and they have to live with the consequences in which they've made. And, and I know that, but God maketh those things. God allows us to get those things. God allows us to work, to be able to accomplish things so that we can have those things. So I do understand the opposite is true. You reap what you sow. But God gave us these things, so we need to rejoice in them, but then we also need to exalt Him, praise Him for those things. All right. Well, especially, what is it, uh, where Jesus is in the New Testament, he, His disciples come to Him and says, teach us to pray. I, you know, one of those things that I find to be interesting is that when his disciples came to him, they didn't ask him, they didn't say, Jesus, would you teach us to do miracles? They didn't say, Jesus, would you teach us to walk on water? They didn't teach you, they didn't say, Jesus, would you teach us to, would you teach us to heal the lame, the lame man and the blind man? No, they said, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? And then he goes into the model prayer that says, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He begins to exalt the name of Jesus or God. So when we go before God, we need to make sure that we exalt, exalt Him. All right, any thoughts or questions before we move on? You know, there's a song out that is uh, sung 
Right, just praising God for what He's done. Praise Him. Exalt Him. Make sure that He is exalted. Make sure that He is, he is the one in, you know, getting the spotlight. Because you know what? It's not about me. It's not about anybody else in this church. It's about the Lord. And if there ever comes a day when it's about me or if it's about anybody else, it's not true. It's not right because God needs to be the one that's in the center. God needs to be the one that is, is exalted. <clears throat> It's okay to, to appreciate man. It's okay to appreciate things in your life. But truly, God's the one that needs to be exalted. Very good. That's right. All right. Any other thoughts? Number two, I see that, number one, we see the, uh, that she prayed. As she prayed, it was, she exalted. But then also I see, uh, number two, is that she takes an inward look of herself. Look what it says. There's a couple different things in here I see, but in verse number three, she says, Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. When she's saying actions are weighed, she's looking inward. She's right here. Uh, when we pray, we need to make sure we pray inward, looking inward. The Bible says... And I know that I'm not going to quote it 100% right, but it says <coughs> that uh, we need to make sure that we've got the moat or the beam out of our own eye before we go looking at everybody else's, everybody else's backyard, basically. Make sure that we get it out of our, our life because when we go before God, uh, we, well, I'm not worried. I can't be praying, well, man, if, if Brother Jerry would start doing this and this and this, man, then we could accomplish something. No, what, what do I need to do? You know, I mean, and that's how we need to pray is we need to take an inward self, self inward look. And when Hannah prayed, she was saying, I, my, and by him, actions are weighed. I, my actions are being weighed. Look inward. How, I ask you this question, how am I living? Ask yourself that question. How am I living? Have you ever seen a scale? Some of you don't want to get on a scale, do you? <laughs> I don't want to get on a scale. Why do you get on a scale? To measure. What are you measuring? You're measuring... <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me. Uh, you're measuring weight. And we will spend thousands... Americans will spend thousands of dollars every year to try to lose weight because they don't like what the scale says. Right? Right. And we spend thousands of dollars to put it on, right? Yeah. And people will even have plastic surgery and different things like that, you know, because of to make sure that they look the way that they feel like they need to look because of a scale. And we'll spend all that money and all that time and all that effort about the scale of our weight. But we won't spend any time about the scale that weighs before God. 
she and he weighs and he weighs the scale. And what it says, verse number three, verse number three, the Bible says, and by him actions are weighed. What's he weighing? He's weighing your actions. My actions are being weighed. What am I doing? And here we are, we're worried about our physical weight, which some people need to worry about the physical weight, right? No one's going to respond to that, but, uh, but, (laughs) (laughs) but truly, but truly we'll, we'll get so concerned about the physical weight, but not worry about the spiritual weight. How are we living our life by our actions are being weighed? Uh, What am I doing? How am I acting? What am I saying? The things that I'm watching and you go through the list and you say, look at my life, and what are my actions weighing? Are, are they weighing on the wrong side or on the good side? Am I doing the right thing, or am I doing the wrong thing? How are my actions being weighed? Good actions or bad actions? You know, as a kid, sometimes when, you, when your bad actions outweighed your good, what happened to you? You got a whooping. I got a whooping. But as an adult, man, you just do whatever you want. Nobody tell you what to do, except your wife. (laughs) He can't hear you? Okay. Well, that's good. But truly, uh, I'm sorry. but, But truly, our actions are being weighed, and so... I mean, there's not really anybody to tell us what to do except for that Bible. And that Bible's our guide. That Bible's supposed to teach us what to say and what to do and where to go and and how to do it and and all these things. But we have to make sure that we are looking at our actions and spending as much time as we are looking at our actions as we do our scale and and as we weigh ourselves. Does that make sense? What does the Bible say in the New Testament? Paul says, "Put put put aside all the weight that doth so easily beset us. You know, we have, the, and it's not even necessarily sin, but it's things that we have and baggage that we have that weigh us down from being able to do what God wants us to do. God has a purpose. Everybody, everybody in this room, uh, you're not just here to fill a void. You're not just here to, to fill a pew either. You're here to do something and accomplish something for God. And sometimes those weights and that sin that we have in our life, they beset us and they weigh on us, and we're not able to accomplish what God wants for us because of the weight that is weighing us down. He says, your actions are being weighed. If you are running as fast as you can from a bear, what are you going to do? You're going to toss everything in your hands to the ground. You're going to make sure that you are as light as you possibly can. And if I'm with Samuel, I'm in trouble because he's going to outrun me. <clears throat> I just got to worry about outrunning somebody. That's all I got to worry about, right? That's, but as you, if, you run from, if you're running from a bear, you're going to drop everything that you have so that you can be the lightest and you're not going to hang on to a bunch of stuff uh, as you're running away from it. But the Bible says to lay aside those weights and, and he says that he, your, your actions are weighed. How are you working? What are you doing for Christ? Because we're supposed to run a race. Uh, we, are, we are called to run a race for the Lord. I don't even know if I'm making sense, but, but truly, uh, the Bible says let us run the race. That race that God has given us, 
if we are busy about doing things that we should not do, those actions that we are doing are weighing us down from being able to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. Because we'll be so busy about doing everything else except for what God wants for us. And those actions weigh us down. And sometimes those things are not even bad. They just weigh you down from being able to do what God wants you to do. Anybody have any thoughts or questions? Nobody? Did I make sense or did I confuse everybody? Well, I don't know if I can explain it. If I, okay. But with that being said, uh, you know, one day, one day we'll stand before a righteous judge. And he will put all of our works, put all of our works to the flame. And he'll put it up there and he'll light it on fire. And what remains is what we'll have to give to the Lord. I heard a story years ago about a man who built a house. And he had, he was given, he was given an opportunity to build a house. And he built the house and uh, he had no idea that he was building it uh, for himself, but he, was, he just began to build the house. So he contracted out the work or whatever. He was a contractor. So he began to build the house, and at the end of the time of building the house, the man turned uh, at the end of it, and he completed the house from front to back. And the guy that had him do that, uh, at the end of the day, handed him the keys to the house. And the guy said, no, I can't do that. I can't live in that house. He said, I cheated every way. I built it on the cheapest material. I did this. I, you know, cheated every, every line there was to cheat. He said, I can't live in that house. He said, no, no, the keys are yours. You have to live in the house you build. Mm -hmm. Now, as a Christian, we have to live in the house where we build. Mm -hmm. you know, when we get to heaven, we have to live in the works that we did. We have to live with what we've done. We, we can't erase anything from the past. And as the Bible says that our works will be tried... The Bible says that our works, these works, and what she says, Hannah says that his actions are weighed. Our actions will be tried, and our fire, and the Bible says that, that, that they'll be set on fire. There's six building materials, wood, hay, and stubble, gold, silver, and precious stones. There's three of those six will not burn. They just get better. Three of them will burn up like that. So why do you do what you do? And what do you do with what you've been given? This is, what Han this is what Hannah was praying, that our actions are weighed. One day we'll stand before a righteous judge and all of our actions, all the things we said, all the places we went, all the things we did, did and did not do will be weighed before a righteous judge. Won't be before anybody else. It'll be before but God. We'll have to answer. For, I'll have to answer for Trenton. And I'll have to live in the house that I build. Boy, I better make sure I do right. Because I'm going to have to live with what I've done.
Because my actions will be weighed. But I won't tell you. My actions won't be the only one weighed. Yours will be too. Your actions. And you say, well, I can't erase what you've done in the past. You're right. You can't erase one thing you've ever done. But you can go forward from here. Change your actions. Because they're going to be weighed. Before God. All right. Any thoughts or questions before we close? All right, let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for allowing us to be 